Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. How do you pass up the opportunity to spit blood in Joan Baez's face? Face, face, face. Dude, I'm so funny I inverted an epiglottis. Let's round up the faceless and get some pajamas. Dude, I didn't know my head was a bank. That's fucking awesome. I want to eat so many Tootsie Rolls, I just shit a tire. I jerked off of this town so much, it might be a surfboard. Mr. Schmidt is an entertainer, not a cool. Hey, what's happening, Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. No apple this week. I'm, I'm a furious at myself. I forgot to get fruit. Uh, and that, you know, that can be the story of any week. That's actually the, my title, my autobiography. I'm not going to lie to you. He forgot to get fruit. The Mike Schmidt story. Uh, you would think a nice juicy orange or perhaps a pomegranate with some crunchy seeds would bring me uh, into the realm of being able to podcast properly. Cause as I told you, our friend Brian said, Hey, bite into a green apple and everything's going to be fine. Uh, and he just meant that about life, not even about fucking podcasting. He's like, dude, bite into a green apple and everything's going to be fine. And then as some of you people were very nice and you wrote me and said, well, no golden delicious or granny Smith or, uh, Honeycrisp or Macintosh. And that's a lie, by the way. Nobody wrote about Macintosh because Macintosh fucked that Irish cocksucker and his fucking stranglehold on the Apple industry. Let it go, man. Let it go. Go stroke your shillelagh somewhere else, motherfucker. Go eat a potato and leave the fucking banana or bananas. Leave the apples to the rest of us. See, there's something in my brain that trips me when I go apple and a banana, banana and tomato, all that kind of shit. All that stuff runs together. Even though I've been told by my good friend, John, who is the uh, trainer that we've always uh, talked about many, many times on this show. He is a guy who's told me I can't have any more bananas. Yes, you. Can. Yes, we have no more bananas for Mike, which is infuriating. I'm not going to lie to you because I have made my entire, there's something in my mouth and it's like a thing. Hold on. I don't even know what that is. Jesus Christ. It's it's almost, see, this is, I'll tell you what, this is what's terrifying. I just yanked this thing out of my fucking, my, my, uh, my orifice. And uh, it looks like a popcorn kernel, but dude, I haven't had popcorn in fucking months. And I floss like a grown-up. I brush my teeth every day, twice a day, as a matter of fact. Once in the morning. Uh, see, here's the thing. I, here's how, it hand, how I handle it. In the shower, I brush my teeth, and then I use my blue uh, biotin. No, no, that's, uh, what do I use in the shower? I don't know. I use the blue stuff for a mouthwash. And then at night, I uh, brush my teeth, and I use that's where I use the biotin. That's, the, you know, the non-drying mouthwash. That was a tip given to me by a dentist a million years ago. The dentist and his wife, when I went and visited them, back when I cared about my face, and my mouth and I had fucking insurance and I could do that sort of thing every year. Now with Obamacare, I get that thing where they're like, Hey dude, you want to add dental plan to your plan? And I think I told you guys, I added one last year, never went once because they wouldn't let me pick my dentist. And that infuriated me. I was like, I just, so you know what? I'm, I'm letting my mouth go to seed to own big fucking dentistry. Fuck you, big tooth. I'm just going to let my fucking mouth rot. You're not going to get my money. I could use a bridge. I could probably use a bridge or two. I'm going to say two. I'm going to, I'm going to go with two bridges. I could use a Jeff bridges. You know, I need a Jeff and a bow. I'm going to walk in. I'm going to give me a Jeff and a bow. Hold the Lloyd, please. But definitely a Jeff and a bow jam them right into my goddamn mouth. Just like Jeff and bow bridges have a sword fight in my mouth and fix these fucking teeth already. God damn it. The hell's wrong with my head. 
My skull. Well, my skull, when I die and all my flesh rots off, people are going to look and they're going to go, well, he was a grown man, but he had the mouth of a chipmunk. What the fuck happened to that guy? And I have a big mouth and I have strong teeth. We've talked about that before. (laughs) Sorry, that made me laugh. How stupid is that? We have strong teeth. I've talked about them in 11 years. What the fuck haven't we talked about? Seriously, in 11 years of this show, what part of my body do you not know anything about? You know about my, I got a big gouge on my hand from a pizza slicer. Uh, you, you know it all. What a stupid thing to say. Hey, I got strong teeth. We've talked about that before, folks. We've had that conversation. You and I sat down and we went back and forth about my bridge work and we went and talked about exactly what was happening. And now I tell you, I have that one fang tooth, which I don't care for. Ah, uh, this, this whole mouth's a haunted fucking house. It's just got to be fucking scrapped out. I get like I said, Jeff Bridges, Jeff and Bo, get Jeff and Bo in there to get a sword fight going. Just get the dude and the fucking uh, Baker boy. Get a dude and a Baker boy to jam their fucking swords in there and fucking clean it up. Need a couple of bridges. Hold the Lloyd, please. I say because it made me laugh earlier, and I must repeat it. Uh, so, so here I am talking into the microphone. Now, I'm going to run this by, do I sound different? Do I sound any different to you folks? I don't know if I do or I don't. I don't know why I throw this out there. I, I should start doing this show with people here to tell me whether or not I sound, but again, then again, they'd be listening in, in the room. So I would just sound like me. They wouldn't be listening through the iPod vagina. We got to work out like there's a, a subset of you who are like secret shoppers who get the show a day early and you're going to prove it. And see if there's anything wrong with it. If I got to do another one. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. I want you guys to approve a show for content so I can see if I can do a second one and knock that fucking down, locked and loaded. Uh, we can't do that. I'm sorry. We're, we're having enough troubles getting through one show as witnessed by the two hour broadcast time every week. I got I to gotta throttle that down. We're going to hold it down this week, folks. Whether it's artificial or not, we're holding down the show this week. We're going to scale it down. And uh, But then again, like I said, as I've told you, when I get to an hour, I just think to myself, well, if it's only an hour, then I feel bad. And I want to attach an old show, but I know then people see a two-hour show and they're like, yeah, a two-hour show. And then they get the old show and they're like, ah, furious. Uh, and I'm not in the business of making you furious. At least I didn't think I was. I'm not in the business of anything, quite frankly. I'm in the business of getting my teeth fixed at some point. Uh, I'm in the business of fixing my mouth with a green apple or whatever other fruit. Although I've, I'm in the business of forgetting fruit. That's what I'm in the business of. I'm in the business of forgetting fruit, which is ridiculous because Eckhart Tolle says believe in the power of now. And if I believed in the power of now, I would believe in the power of now going to the grocery store and buying some fruit. I have frozen blueberries. What if I gnawed on those for a while? I think those would clear my mouth up. I don't know. Brian's the expert. Call him. He's all the he's got all the produce related mouth stuff that you need to fucking get filled into your goddamn brain. He's the guy. He's absolutely the person. You want to go ahead and get any produce related food stuff that lets you know exactly how you can broadcast properly? Contact Brian Howard from Cracker and the Heap, or Brian Howard from the Heap and Cracker. I don't know. He's the he's the guy I got to call. He's the best. Uh, folks, here's the deal. Again, the here's the deal. Motherfucker. You know what? Dr- let's make it a drinking game. Every time I say it, you drink. Uh, and then I'll try to stop it because you know me. I'm a noted teetotaler. I don't want anybody to be drinking. I don't want you drunk people getting drunk on my show. Well, you can get drunk on my show, but you can't, uh, you can't get drunk and do something bad because of my show. That's what I'm worried about. I'm worried you're going to start a drinking game where I say, what's the deal? And then bang, 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 you start pounding shots. And then somebody kills a cop and everybody blames it on me. And that's going to be fucking grim. Nobody wants that getting tra- traced back to me because that's what, ha- that's what happens. Now you make a bad tweet uh, and they find it eight years later and they go throw, throw that guy in twit jail, fucking get his thumbs, cut him off, do whatever the fuck you got to do. They unearth your past. And my past is right out there. I made, a, I made a channel dedicated to my past. How fucking stupid am I? Everybody else is deleting shit all the time. I went ahead and broadcast it. I put out a whole fucking label of my past. Hey, check this out. Here's 11 years of bullshit that you can fucking use against me next time I try to get a job. Uh, although, who's trying to get a real job at this point? I'm 50. Nobody's hiring me for a real job. Where am I going to fucking work? A goddamn factory? 
That's not really a real job. Yawns, fuck you. I could probably get that job. Oh, that, that was a loud yawns, fuck you. I looked down at the blue lines. Uh, you know, I, I will tell you this. I got a different mic technique here. Uh, we got the microphone turned to the side. I'll talk about that later because I had a thought that I wanted to finish. They, that's what they do. They unearth your past and they drag it out like a skeleton and they rattle the bones at you and you lose your job. No matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you, you told, you could have a tweet where you're like, I hate cats. And then fucking Pete is marching on your doorstep. The fucking Pink Panther's coming in your house with that bald guy with the giant nose. and They're doing terrible fucking things, fighting and ruin your furniture. Uh, and you just go, hey, man, I don't like cats. Is that a thing? And they're like, well, you didn't have to tell everybody you don't like cats. That hurt cats' feelings. Cats can't read Twitter. I don't fucking care. I know they can feel it. Why, my tabby alone, when I read that, I could feel the vibration go from me to him. And he rolled around on the ground sad. So you should lose your job forever. You should be taken out of the rotation. No more jobs for you. You should go hide somewhere. Uh, and, and look, I'm not talking about people who do bad things. I'm talking about people who tweet things. And then they get fucking ganked and thrown aside. And and uh, I'm not going to both sides this fucking thing. I, but, but it happened to James Gunn. Fucking dude, that just happened today. James Gunn, if you don't know who James Gunn is, James Gunn is a uh, a writer, producer. I believe uh, you can see there's a documentary about him called The Way of the James Gunn. You can go ahead and grab that. Uh, there was an old Western called have James Gunn will travel. That's also about his uh, youth. Uh, James Gunn is the guy who wrote and directed Guardi- Guardi- Guardians. I almost said, oh my Clark Gable, Hey, Scarlet Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if you talk like that. By the way, I just did a Clark Gable imitation. You thought it was bad two weeks ago when I did the Guess Who? Here I am busting out Clark Gable. I'm, I'm the most, seriously, I'm the most ancient man in the world. Remember I said when my flesh rots off and they'll see my skeleton? Uh, it's already gone. I'm a skeleton. I'm an, I'm an old bones. That's all I am. I, I reside in a coffin. I eat bugs to stay alive for sustenance. I'm just, I'm the oldest, most decrepit dude in the world. I, I cough up dust. What a terrible life. Uh, but I live in a grown-up apartment and I got a candle burning right now. That'll tell you how old I am right now. I've got, uh, my apartment smells like a campfire. I got campfire smoke burning right now. That's right. Feel that in your ears. Feel that in your heart. Feel that in your gut. Feel that in your balls. Feel that down your uteri. Go ahead and think to yourself, man, I wish I was at Mike's house smelling campfire smoke. Ooh, hold on. You know what? I'm going to get low. I'm going to get real low and go uh, AMSR on you and tell you, you know, if you were in my house right now, you'd be peering at the green walls, staring at the blue walls, uh, comforting yourself, sitting in a chair and smelling campfire smoke. I'd be at the desk. I'd be doing this show and you'd be reclining right now, drinking a beverage of your choice and thinking to yourself, oh, 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 man, once Mike finishes with campfire smoke, we're going to have a long discussion about Proust. (laughs) Because I have, as you know, rich mahogany and many fine leather bound books. Uh, and I'm presently I'm broadcasting from a glass case of emotion. I think that's the same movie as right as anchorman leatherbound books. And I don't even know who fucking knows. Uh, but I will tell you, but yes, my whole house right now smells like campfire smoke. Like if I was showing this apartment to somebody right now, I, you know, I would have chocolate chip cookie, right? Cause isn't that the, that's the move. That's the magic. You're supposed to have a cookie smell in your house when people come to look at it, but it, it pings a little sweet for me. I go, I go more savory. I mean, I don't want a barbecue smell in your fucking house, but campfire smoke seems to do the job. It's a flickering flame. I'm staring at it now. I'm becoming hypnotized. I don't, I don't know if I should talk while I'm staring. I'm staring into the flame. You know what? I'm seeing my future. I'm seeing my past. I'm seeing everything I need to see, and I'm smelling campfire smoke. It's feeling deep inside like I've made, I've made terrible mistakes. <laughs> my teeth need to be fixed. What are you telling me, flame? I gaze deep into the eternal flame of campfire smoke, Eight ninety nine from fucking Bed uh, Bath & Beyond, where the fuck I got this candle, and it's telling me to rethink all my choices. It's telling me, hey, good job on switching the mic technique and turning it sideways as Gio told you to do. 
Here's what my day was like today. Uh, oh, fate, let's talk about James Gunn. James Gunn, he, they unearthed him. <laughs> I was going to tell you about my day. Uh, James Gunn, he, he was the guy who did the Guardians of the Galaxy. Before Clark Gable got involved, I had a story to tell. Not even a story, an anecdote. Not even an anecdote, a fucking sentence. Still, he, uh, James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was very successful, and it was really good. I actually saw Guardians of the Galaxy. I really liked it. Then he did Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I have not seen that. I have heard uh, maybe it's not as good as Guardians of the Galaxy but I will tell you this, the drop-off from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 from Guardians of the Galaxy is not as steep as the purported drop I've heard from people who saw Kingsman and Kingsman 2, The Way of the Kingsman, or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, Kingmans of the Ga- Kingsmans of the Galaxy 2. And I liked the trailer for the second Kingsman, and I did not see the first Kingsman. And my buddy's like, how the fuck have you not seen Kingsman? I go, I, I don't know. And he's like, you got to see it. That's dude, that's movies like made for you. I said, great. Yeah, and I know Kingsman's two's out. He's like, oh, don't bother. It's fucking terrible. I'm like, wait a minute. Because now they're making a Kingsman three. And you can't see Kingsman three without seeing Kingsman two, right? Because they're going to be, I'm sure there's something about a shoe knife or or somebody hit a bomb in parliament somewhere and it's, it calls back to the second one. I don't fucking know. I don't like not having all the facts. So here's what I stay. I stay blissfully unaware of the entire Kingsman universe. I don't watch any of that fucking stuff. I don't watch the first one. I don't watch the third one. I don't, I don't watch any shows with Kings in them. I don't show, watch shows with men in them. I, I, I break it up phonetically. I don't watch kings. I don't watch ends. I don't watch any of that stuff. Uh, because then it's just because you know you know what you're in an endless pursuit. Then you're just trying to stay abreast of all the goings on of the Kingsman universe. And then and what does that get you? Besides nothing. Staying abreast of the Kingsman. And what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. That's what I say. That's that's what me and uh, probably fucking Roger Whitaker say. I don't know who was some fucking. What was it? It might have been. Hoyt Axton, who did that song? Uh, 16 tons and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. He didn't do it like a swing song, though. <laughs> That's a weird, because it, it was more of a dirge. You load 16 tons and what do you get? He didn't do it like 16 tons and what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt. Hey, <laughs> by the way, this just continues my streak of being old. How fucking ancient. What is there a reference? I just want to say Cardi B's name just so I can still be considered part of this century. Can I do that? Cardi B, who we know makes money moves because she wears bloody shoes. We know all that about her. She had offsets, baby. And uh, and the, but she was a stripper. I saw dude. I've seen I've seen Cardi B doing some questionable stuff online. I mean, she was a stripper and then became a rapper. And, uh, and and look, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound controversial, but I, I don't care. I've never shied away from said things before in my life. Um, the fact that Cardi B, well, that, this is going to sound like shaming and I don't mean it to be, uh, but it's not really shaming Cardi B because Cardi B is very talented. Cardi B, she's, you know, her and Nikki sound a little bit alike. Like I said, I don't like Nikki's solo stuff, but Nikki, whenever she does a guest verse on some fucking song, she destroys it. She's just a murderer. But then her own stuff, she's trying to sell albums, so she sounds all happy. I don't like happy Nicki Minaj. I like mean shade throwing Nicki Minaj. She's got to fight with Cardi B at a fucking fashion show. How great is that? If you're there and Cardi B shows up and then she attacks Nicki Minaj and throws a shoe at her, and then she has to leave without that shoe, that's the best part. Like, Nicki kept the shoe. So, yeah, I mean, again, she makes money moves and she has bloody shoes. Well, she's got one bloody shoe now because she threw one of her bloody shoes at fucking Nicki Minaj and Nicki Minaj took it home. And if you're Nicki Minaj, what do you do with that? You just bronze it, right? You put it on a fucking mantelpiece. You constantly Instagram that shoe and bring it on adventures and you just taunt her because you got half of her fucking $8,000 shoes. Uh, And that might even be light. These women are buying some fucking shoes, man. I mean, not even fucking around. Like I I was online today. Some guy, he referenced a sofa. 
And you know me, I'm always in the market where I'm like, ah, I don't mind looking at a sofa because I'm a grown up now. I'm trying to stock my apartment with stuff. So I'm like, I'll take a look at sofas and see what they cost. And this guy, uh, restoration hardware down feather sofa. That's what he was saying. He's like, I'm sitting on a restoration hardware down feather sofa that's burned into my brain. So I said, all right, well, I'll Google it. I'll check it out. Hey, how you doing there? $2,000 sofas. Uh, and by 2000, I mean, that's the bottom of the barrel. Where the, let's put it this way. Restoration hardware, bottom of the barrel, $2,000 sofas. They're stuffed with lug nuts. That's all you need to know. They're stuffed with washers and nails because of the hardware aspect. The restoration part, you got to pay for that. The hardware part comes right at the bottom, right there with the fucking $1,000 section. You get a fucking cushion stuffed with nails, washers, and, and fucking nuts. Dude, fuck that. Um, I, I, I don't. Again, I've talked before about how much beds cost and I've talked about how much you're always amazed when you leave your house. You live with your family. There's towels and shit, pillows. You don't even think twice. And you get out, you got to go buy a pillow. I went to, I went looking for pillows the other day and I don't even know what to get. I'll, I'll take your pillow suggestions, but I thought I was gonna get memory foam. One time I, I was with Randy and we slept over at her parents' house and uh, yeah, that's right. I slept with Randy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Take that. You guys didn't know that, did you? All right. I go ahead and I broadcast that to the world. Um so I, I was there at her house and we stayed in this bed uh, and by her parents were not there. So there was not uh, it was not that awkward and weird. I met her parents. They were nice, as we talked about. Um, but it would have been I, it's just that would be weird to sleep with somebody at their parents house and then and and do stuff and take care of business and get involved in all sorts of rogering and randying, rogering, randying and rogering. Um, but we slept and the pillows were, I believe, memory foam, I think. They were, you could like, uh, you could punch them and then it would, it would, it would come back into shape, which I did a lot that night. I was punching the pillow. Oh, don't kid yourself. I, I just slept with Randy and I punched the pillow all night long. Um, but I'm just, you know, you're hitting it and then it, it forms around your fist and then it comes, kind of, it forms back. It's like the blob from the Marvel universe. Like that's what a memory pillow is. You know what? That's what he's made of memory foam. It's, he actually contributed. He cut off parts of himself and they turned it into the memory foam industry. Blob right now runs it. I don't know. His name's like Otto von Windhorst or some bullshit. I think he was German. Uh, although I might be, you know what? I might be conflagrating the uh, Uter from the Simpsons with Blob from the Marvel Universe because they're both fat and uh, and he was kind of German. Uh, at least well, Uter was super German. But I mean, I don't know if uh, if if Blob is German. But the word Blob just sounds German. I think that's probably what it is. It, it should, there should be an umlaut in there somewhere in the word Blob. Blub, blub, uh, blub. Oh no, it's the blub. That's that's what the umlaut does to it. It takes the edge off. Um, blip. That sounds like Phil Mogg from UFO. You ever listen to any UFO? I, I, I wrote, I've been listening to a lot of UFO recently, uh, and I don't. It's a long story, but uh, it's it, it's not a long story. I like it. I make. I threw up. I went through my fucking iTunes, and I'm like, find a bunch of songs you haven't heard in a long time. So a long time. What the fuck is that? So I went ahead and I, I made playlists of stuff. That uh, that I may may not have heard. I found an I found an album that I've never listened to. That I fucking love. I'm like, I don't, it was one of those things. All right. Well, first of all, let's finish Blob. All right. Well, Phil Mogg from UFO. He does this weird thing when he pronounces the letters ST together. There's a song called Baby Blue, which uh, I've been listening to a lot recently and I should stop probably. But it's a, uh, he goes, uh, I bet you never thought the time would go so fast. Fist. He says the word weirdly. Fast. Bet you never thought a memory could last. Like, it, it's just weird. Tell me uh, where. Oh, so whatever. I'm not going to do the whole fucking song. Um, but Phil Mogg's got a weird voice. So that's when he blub. Like, I, would think, I think he would say blob like blub. Uh, this is called Lights Out. Like, the way he just has a weird. I don't even know. He's English. I had to ask Pat. I go, where's fucking Phil Mogg from? And he's like, uh, he's English. I go, yeah, but what part of England? Because he talks so fucking weird. 
And then, uh, and and here's what you don't want to do: you don't want to ever ask Pat Francis questions about Phil Mogg because guess what? Two hours later, <laughs> you're you're like, you know what? I I think I'm going to jump off a roof. I mean, I appreciate that. And you know what? I'm going to do it fist. <laughs> I'm going to do it so so fist. Um, because Pat's, you know, he's in a fucking walking encyclopedia of that kind of music and that and those kind of dudes, and 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 that's just the way it is. It's who it's who he is as a dude. Um. Uh, and I wouldn't have it done either way. I wanted to be a walking encyclopedia. That's why I had to go check with him. It's good to have a friend like that that you can call up and go, hey, you know, whatever happened to Roger Taylor? And then he just tells you. It's a, you're like, oh, okay. And I mean, I know what happened to Roger Taylor. Certainly, I could have thought of a better example than that. If I said, what happened to Rudy Sarzo? Which is a good way to, to ask because fucking Patches interviewed him. You just had him on fucking rock solid. Um I mean, that may be a spoiler alert. He may have interviewed him and not re- released it yet. I'm not, look, I haven't, I'm not up to date on the release schedule for rock solid shows. You know, it dawns on me that I'm, uh, I'm talking fucking fast. Like I should probably, I should go ahead and downsize, right? Not, not downsize. Let's take it down low again. Here we go. Oh, that's right. Let's go campfire smoke one more time. Everybody lean in, sit around your fireplace and stare at it and think that there's logs a crackling in there and listen to my voice as I tell you about all of the good things that have to do with campfire smoke. <laughs> that's a weird, uh, I, I, it's funny. I, I, it's called AMSR. I, I, I know I've done this on the fucking show before, but I always think of D, DMSR, which of course is dance music, sex, romance. Hey, Prince. All right. All right. So before we get into film Mog and umlauts in fiesta, uh, we were talking about something else. Where were we? We were talking about uh, pillows. We are in James Gunn. Oh, look at look at all of these topics that I never finished. <laughs> look at, aren't you lucky that I remember all of these things in my brain? <laughs> and by remember, I mean I get away from them and then hopefully can grab some thread of them as they float past me like a balloon flying into the air. Let's grab the pillow balloon. Memory foam is a thing. Uh, I got, I went off on a blob tangent, but memory foam is like, it's hard, but it's soft. Like it's, it's weird. It's squishy. And I like squishy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I dug it when I was at her house, but I mean, I don't know if I would like it in my house. One of the, the pillows are fucking hard to buy, man. Cause you get them in the store and you're pushing them around, you're poking, you're prodding, you're feeling them, you're squeezing them, and you, but you're not sleeping on it. Cause the whole point is, yeah, I can squeeze the fucking thing for 30 seconds at a store, but how's that going to feel for eight hours on my head? And by eight, I mean five, cause there's no way I'm sleeping eight hours ever. Uh, and that's not my fault. I can sleep eight hours. I can sleep 10 fucking hours, man. But the thing is when I lay down to go to sleep, it's actually 30 minutes or not 30 minutes, three hours. <laughs> Why did I make it 30 minutes? Folks, I only sleep 30 seconds a night. I let's, let's actually, I, I sleep four seconds a night. Hold on. Fully refreshed for today. All right, good. We're back. We're back. Was that four seconds? I don't know if it was. That might have only been a, a you know, I don't feel right. That might have only been like a three second nap. Ugh, I'll have to get four seconds in later. All right. All right. You know what? I got to get a one second nap <laughs> later because that three second nap did not do the trick. Normally four seconds and I'm good to go. Uh, so I went in to look. I dude Monday. I did all sorts of domestic bullshit. I went shopping uh, yesterday and, and I fucking dudes, I, I went looking and there was. Because here's what I needed to buy. I'm again. We're growing up. We're, we're rebirthing. We're making our apartment a real apartment. So I had to go. I had to go all over the place. I had. To, well, look. I'm, I'm getting things framed. I'm, I went to get some movie posters framed. I'm excited about that. And uh, and like I said, I'm going to be getting some artwork eventually, which I have in mind. I know which one I want to get and where I want to put it. Trying to figure out where things go in my apartment. Uh, I'm excited to be grown up. It's really neat. the The next step will be sharing it with people, like actually inviting some people over to cook or have some steaks or some spaghetti or something, and actually maybe cooking a dinner with friends. How fun would that be? Look at you know what? This is the kind of shit that a lot of other people would consider a death sentence. Like they'd just be like, Jesus fucking Christ, over and over with the goddamn mimosas and sitting in somebody's house and watching Netflix. Jesus, and it's like that is my holy grail. 
I, I just want people to hang out with and come over and visit and commiserate and chat and talk and watch movies and, and analyze them. Like Pat, it, we, we did this thing at Pat's house. Uh, I, I talked about it. We went and saw Dr. Detroit at his house. It was me, Siegel, Chip, Kyle, Pat, uh, and Ted lied. And we all watched Dr. Detroit out on his patio. And then we named the patio because, uh, there was a, there was a guy, the director of Dr. Detroit did a Q and a on the DVD because Dr. Detroit's terrible. It's just terrible. And I, but I love, I marinate in bad fucking movies like that, especially from the eighties. Cause you can just go do it. I know I, I saw this at the films. I remember the fucking day I saw it. Ted Lyde was horrified. Chip Chinnery just wanted to run away. Uh, which makes me laugh because Ted and Chip have been in some terrible projects. And I mean, granted, they don't watch them. They just work in them. But how do you, who are you to cast aspersions on a, on a Dr. Detroit? Chip Chinnery? Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, we, but the best part was we, the guy, the director of Direct Dr. Detroit, I think it was Michael Pressman. I don't remember his first name. I just remember his name was Pressman. Because then I said, uh, I, I, we coined the term. And I, uh, look, I'm going to say I may have coined the term Pressman's Lounge. Where I said, uh, I said, dude, this is fucking beautiful. Coming out and watching a movie in Pressman's Lounge because he's got like cushy couches out there on the patio. You're watching a movie outside. It's pretty neat, you know, and and I said, dude, we got to do a movie a month in Pressman's Lounge because I'm really good at inviting myself to other people's houses and organizing a monthly event. <laughs> Where I'm like, hey, man, let's all come to uh, fucking Pat's house and do this in the future. That's going to be great every month. What do you say, Pat? OK, it's done. Uh, yeah, and you know what? Here we do. Let's do this in Pressman's Lounge. Let's all get together and talk about Phil Mogg. How about that? Let's talk about Phil Mogg and UFO and because then Pat's on board. That's a Pressman's Lounge chat that you can't escape for four hours. Uh, but I just want to watch movies and I, I want to watch good movies and bad movies. I, you know, I'd even watch movies with Pat's wife and have her tell us about all the screen rating secrets. I just uh, the bottom line is I want friends. I guess that's what it is. I crave companionship. I need people. So in making my apartment a nice place to live. Uh, I find myself thinking, well, eventually I'll be able to entertain. Uh, you know, when, when I first moved here with my ex-wife, we wound up having barbecues and stuff. We had a, we had a 4th of July barbecue once. We had like fucking 15 people in my apartment. And then we played a game called Celebrity and we fucking rolled. We were crying. We were laughing so hard. It was beautiful. It was Pardo and fucking Pat. It was everybody. Siegel, I think fucking Rich Brown came over. We had a, just had a great time. It was fantastic. And this is when I was talking to my brother then before all the fucking shit at the fan. We had a great time. Um... And I love doing that. I love, uh, as I get older, like I told you, I, you know, I want to hide in my fucking apartment because that's because there's nobody to fucking hang out with. I told you, I got my trainer, John. So I'm like, hey, what am I going to do with him? Hey, you want to go to a movie? Weird. After you just told me to, I got to do deadlifts. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds so strange. And again, all my other friends have uh, kids. This is, I sound forlorn and I don't mean to. My point is I'm excited about my apartment and Monday I had to go do more domestic garbage. So I went to get some pictures framed and I went and bought, uh, dude, I had to buy laundry baskets. Uh, I had to get a couple of those and throw away the two I've been using for the last 15 years because they're, they're starting to fall apart. When you can't use the handles anymore and you got to carry it from the bottom, that, that just defeats the whole purpose of basket. Now you're just lugging a parcel. Uh, basket, there's a convenient set of handles that you can carry it around on and you can keep your distance away from your soils. However, if you got to carry a parcel, you put it on your shoulder. Eventually, a sock flops onto your head. You're like, oh, I wore this sock last Tuesday. I don't want to wear this as a hat. Uh, and then you're terrified. And you got to take a shower every time you do the goddamn uh, laundry, which is bad. Nobody wants to do that. So I, uh, I bought laundry baskets is the point. I bought spoons. I bought a feather duster. I bought scrubbing bubbles. Uh, oh, folks, I, I, let, me, I, let me break out the list of things that I bought. I, I, so anyway, I bought a ton of stuff for the apartment. And uh, I'm excited because Thursday we're going to get our, uh, I'm going to get my dresser 
I think, and so then I can get the dresser scold. Because that's the, the dresser is the final component. Once I get the dresser in there and I can actually put my clothes in drawers, then I can move the hutch that's in my living room, in my bedroom out into the living room and make that like a, a, a place where to keep, uh, I don't want to say office supplies, but where I would keep um, papers, my important papers. <laughs> I got to end this fucking show. There's no point. In this. this is just me talking in circles for fuck's sake. I was talking about pillows. Oh, so the pillows. Fuck, there you go. So I, I, I went to look for pillows, man, because I want new pillows. Because I bought, I bought two pillows at Costco like fucking six months ago with Lily, and now they're just fucking oven mitts. They're totally fucking flat. You try to squish them up, and I bought two, and then there's two pillows that I have in my in my bed that Randy brought. So she's got like two pillows that were that was going to be her side of the bed. I guess that's why she, she brought them or whatever. Uh, I think I may even told her, hey, if you're going to, you know, if you're staying over, bring pillows because I only have two, and I, I use two. I mean, I would have given her one, certainly, if she didn't bring any, but she brought some, which was nice. Um but again, that's a fucking year ago. So, I, but I'm still using them. She didn't take them because she, you know, broke up with me over the phone or whatever the fuck. Um, that's, that sounded worse than it was. It was a, it was a mutual thing and it was disgust and uh, whatever. I, I'm not going to get into it. But the point is, I still talk to her and everything's fine. Uh, she doesn't know I have her pillows though. I'm going to sell them. I put them on eBay. On eBay. <laughs> these hey, freshly punched pillows from Randy's house. Uh, no, these aren't the memory foams though. She brought. I, I will say this though. I, I knew we weren't a serious couple because she brought these fucking horrible throw pillows. I mean, they're not. They're shaped like real pillows because they're long. Throw pillows go on your couch. I know what a real pillow is, but I have two you know pillows in my bedroom that I used to sleep with. But these two pillows that she brought are just. They're the kind like they, they they're pillow slash dog bed. You know what I mean? Like there's no. They're not. They're not. There's no feathers in them. There's no hope in them. It's just that cottony bullshit that you actually find in the top of pill bottles. But they went ahead and tore off a hunk of it and they threw it in a piece of fabric and called it a pillow. I mean, it's just fucking nightmarish. So I've smashed my Costco pillows into oven mitts. And then those two were flat to begin with. So I've got to stack like three pillows on there just to get a good night's sleep. So I need pillows is my point. So I went looking and I went to a bed, bath and beyond. And I walked in and the woman's like, can I help you? And I said, where is the beyond section? I'm looking to buy a rocket. <laughs> uh, and she glared at me, and then I said, I need uh, I need laundry baskets and pillows. And she's like, oh, go to the third room on the right. This woman was extremely helpful. You know what she was? You ever see uh, Gross Point Blank when they go to the high school reunion, and there's the, the fucking stuck-up wench passing out the name tags? That's who this chick was. Uh, and she wasn't stuck up. She was just, she was one of those people, like, let's put it this way. Everybody else worked there because they wanted a paycheck. She worked there because she loves wooden spoons. You know that person who works? When you get to the hardware store, you ever meet a guy who wants to talk to you for hours and hours about a fucking Phillips head screwdriver? Oh, I tell you what, you know, when I was a kid, you took these and you took them anywhere. I kept one in my pocket everywhere. All the time, me and Spanky would go out and we'd repair a fence. Oh, I don't fucking care, dude. Literally. I, I was half asleep when I walked in here just from the, the noxious hardware air. I don't know what you're putting in the nails. I don't know what you're putting in the screws. I don't know what's happening in these bassinets or cabinets that you're selling, but uh, they're ready to knock me the fuck out. I walk. I, it's like, you know, how they say that they're the air and casinos keep you awake. Reverse that. And that's a hardware store for me. I walk in I, Home Depot. They should have a fucking cot at the front. And I would just because, again, I know men want to putter around in those fucking joints. Fuck that. That is that is my kryptonite. That is like if Lex Luthor ever wants to fuck me up, he's just going to throw me into a goddamn ace hardware and i'll never go ahead rule the world all i ask is that you let me out of here eventually because i'm just going to be somnambulantly walking the goddamn aisles trying not to pass out and fall down and hit my fucking head holy shit do i hate a hardware store i'm just not interested it's not my thing i don't i it's funny i have a screwdriver here that uh karen bought because karen again she liked tools and she could fix things and i was like good for you and then she eventually left and i was like oh no before you go could you fix everything um but we have a screwdriver that that when you push the button here's how lazy I am. I, I mean, I love this fucking thing. It's a screwdriver that if you push a button, it goes and it, it unscrews or screws in accordingly. It, tw- it twists. It's a, I guess it's electric or battery power, whatever the fuck. But no, it doesn't work. 
Like I've changed the batteries a couple of times and I try and it's just for some reason the engine just quit. And now I'm I'm so horrified because I don't even know how much that thing costs. I don't know where Karen got it. And I know I'm going to have to go to a specialty hardware store to grab it or whatever, even a Home Depot. I don't know. It doesn't even have to be specialty. Jesus fucking Christ. If you're selling Sacrete, I don't want to be in your fucking establishment. I just can't. I don't want to be there for fucking weed and garden killer or driveway nonsense. I don't want gravel. Oh, dude, wheelbarrows. Get me away. Holy shit. I, I don't want to buy any of that garbage. So that's why I'm, I'm cool with apartment living because you know what? My lawn would be fucking death. I would have to live in an apartment, like a, a fucking neighborhood with one of those lemonhead kids who comes around with a crew cut, and a push mower. And I'd go, here you go, kid. Here's $50. Mow my lawn forever. I'd be fine. He would just be like my little fucking toe-headed slave. Good for him. Come over and fucking clean it up, buddy. And while you're out there, check my mail and bring it to the door because I can't be bothered to walk because I'm in my house trying out pillows. Yeah, that's right. I got four of them stacked up in my hammock. So I uh, I go to look at the memory pillows. I'm in Bed Bath & Beyond. So this woman loves spoon. You can just tell. She loves, she loves beds. She loves baths. Probably loves beyonds. Uh, she knew where everything was. She had the fucking, and the thing is there's people waiting in line and she had a, she had a fucking headset on it. She push a button and she could talk to the whole store and then she could talk also to certain cashiers. And I'm, I'm 85% sure she invented it. I don't think it's in any other bed, bath and beyond. I think she brought that from home. She made everybody wear it so she could talk to them at all times. And so she could just be in complete control of the goddamn store. She is, she was just a type a bed, bath and beyond badass. So, I, I was like, I need pillows. She goes, they're in the back. So I, I go look and I went to look for their laundry baskets. First of all, dude, they had this badass laundry basket at home, at home, uh, what a bed bath. They, it, it was a collapsible laundry basket. Like it, it's flat, but then you put your, you push, use your hand, you push it and bloop, it opens. It's a, it's a total laundry basket. I was like, dude, this is fucking awesome. The only problem is it's not big enough because I need a, you know, I need a larger one. And also too, I don't collapse my laundry baskets. They double as a hamper. So like in my bedroom, I have the laundry baskets and that's where my dirty clothes go. I just throw them in there. And when it's time to go to the laundry, I, I sort everything and throw them in the two separate baskets because um, I don't want a hamper. Who the fuck wants a hamper? What is this, 1971? I don't need a goddamn hamper because then inevitably you're going to throw something in there and it's going to get lost and your whole house is going to smell like just fucking gym class. And you're going to be like, oh, which is like my, my gym fucking reeks. Dude, I went and lifted uh, uh, yesterday. Was it yesterday morning? Yeah, Monday morning. And um Oh my God, was it awful? I mean, it was, it was, it was just, I mean, I can't explain to you how bad it was. I, I, it was this weird, like my gym, because it's, it's been warm, it's warm here. So they keep it closed, but also it's this enclosed area. So people are lifting. It's just, it's just a terrible place. Don't kid yourself. Um, <laughs> why did I even go on that tangent? My gym smells, your gym smells, everybody's gym fucking smells. Uh, but these collapsible laundry baskets, man, I, I, I would love the idea. I love the concept, but I couldn't bring it home. So I had to find a different one. But then the other big laundry baskets they had were kidney shaped. You know what that means? Like you ever see a kidney shaped swimming pool with that little bend, that little curve in it. And I looked at it and I'm like, I won't, my clothes won't fit in here. Like, it's just, I don't like, what the fuck are you doing? Did you, did you cheap out on plastic did you, to make this size? Like, and, and charge the same amount as a regular laundry basket. I couldn't figure out the logic of having a kidney shaped laundry basket. I mean, it, why would you even tamper with the fucking shape of the laundry basket. It, it, they've been in place since the 1800s. Betsy Ross stitched the first laundry basket and everybody went, ooh, and they decided, guess what? It was going to look like that fucking forever. But you guys came along and you what? I, the only Again, when anybody makes an innovation like that, the only thing I can think of, like I said, they're bitching out on the plastic cost. The collapsible one, that now it makes sense. You collapse it, you slide it under your bed when you need it, you pull it out. That totally, you empty a hamper in it because you're a family. If the Brady Bunch comes along, it's a perfect idea for them. But for a solo dude who uses baskets doubling his hampers, collapsible doesn't work. However, kidney-shaped clearly doesn't work. 
because I'm never going to be able to fit all of my stuff in there. And, and I don't. So, again, it's like it's a, I've talked before about the Snickers bars. They used to have giant Snicker bars like they were, you know, whatever big king size. But now the king size is two small pieces. And they're like, ooh, king size. Look at these two big chunks of Snickers. It's like, no, no, you just, you you cheated us all out of a sliver of nougat. That's what you fucking did. I talked about that. I ranted in this on fucking four years ago, and it still stuck in my craw, goddammit, every time I see it. Anytime I see them have a king size bar that's like two pieces, I'm like, no, man, that's not king size. You just fucked everybody up. It's like, you ever go buy chips, like potato chips, and they got the party size, family size, king size, and then uh, they the have the bags filled with air. And, and look, I know I'm doing David Brenner's act. I get that. It's ridiculous. Eight, eight hot dogs and 10 buns. I know. Fuck. But still, it's such a weird thing when they use, and you see them stack the fucking chips up. And again, like I said, there's air and everything. But then when they try to get as many as they can on the shelf and they squish them together, dude, you, you're just buying fucking chip shrapnel. Yeah, I tell you what, I talked about getting gravel at Home Depot. You can go get sour cream and onion gravel at Ralph's. Just reach, reach one bag back and take that one off. Don't, the one in the front, obviously, is pinched between the front and the back. Uh, the back bag and the front banister. Banister? Shelf? Whatever the fuck. But if you go and pull anything from the back, it's it's just shredded. It's just, it's just fucking sour cream and onion. It's like cobbler topping. It's that fucking, it's that consistency. It's totally smashed. I, 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 it was so smashed, I put an extra H in there. It was smashed. Uh... What the fuck was I talking about? Pillows. Jesus Christ. See, this is what happens when you don't have a life, when you don't do anything. And I got nothing to tell you about. Last week, we went through my wife's time capsule. We went through the marriage time capsule and tried to figure out what there was and what I could do. Um, We talked about reconnecting with her. And then she watched the live stream on YouTube. And then she wrote me a note and said, do not throw away the time capsule. I want that. And uh, and I just went, oh, okay. Now I got to mail that, which is fine. I mean, whoever wants that. Again, like I said, last week, it seemed like throwing away joy. And then by the end of the show, I had talked myself into going, you know what? You got to get rid of this. Makes sense. Move on. And then she's just like, yeah, don't do that. I want it. And, uh, and I'm like, all right. You know, I, so that was last week. Last week we had import. Today we got sour cream and onion gravel. What, what the fuck? This is how the show works. The ebbs and flows of the 40-year-old boy podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Happens every Tuesday. Well, we talk every Tuesday. And then we, uh, we wind up bringing you a show on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, long story. And don't ask about my weekly schedule. <laughs> it's, it's so... And I mean, I'm driving so fucking much, dudes. I am... Like, I'm going to finish here, and I got to go drive. I got I to drive. Uh, I'm trying to drive a lot, front load the week, because I know I'm gone next week. Did I tell you all this already? I might have. I, I don't fucking know. I can't remember what I've talked about, but I do know this. I know what I didn't finish talking about. Goddamn pillows. So I go in the back. And uh, they've got a ton, you know, they got regular pillows. They got the, literally the shitty pillow section, which are the ones that I own. Those ones that are just, that are, there's nothing to them at all. They're like an inch deep. They're just fucking terrible. You got to fold them three times in order to get a good night's sleep. Got to make a fucking pillow harmonica, pillow accordion. Uh, not a harmonica, accordion. Uh, accordion? Accordion? Jesus Christ, stop. Um, oh, shirtless Steve. Fuck, I, I, I should tell you guys this. My uh, my neighbor has has decided to be shirtless all the time for some reason. My autistic neighbor, Stephen, um, he still doesn't talk to me or anything. It's he's he's been doing weird things. He reads to himself at the pool. He sings in his house, and it comes out. And I I don't want to confront him about it because he's probably got that weird backup strength, and he's gonna gorilla me into a fucking uh, some weird some sort of autistic hold, some sort of aspie hold, and I'm gonna be fucking finished. Uh, so I avoid him. I try not to talk to him. I just let him sing. 
because there's nothing more soothing than the egg. Because again, and I see, I don't get the right Aspergers, dude. I don't get the right fucking guy, the 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 right whistlehead in my fucking building. Uh, you know, every everywhere else you on sixty minutes where they're like, look at this whistlehead. He can't even fucking tie his own shoes. However, and then he belts out a perfect tenor version of something from Phantom, and everybody's like, holy shit! I can't believe that autistic guy can sing like an angel. Well, I've got the autistic guy who can't sing at all, but decides that he has the talent that <laughs> is hidden somewhere inside him, and he's going to keep singing until it bursts the fuck out. How come I don't get a special guy? I mean, I got a special guy. Guy, but not a special special guy everybody else gets the special guy who's got special talents i got a special guy who just fucking decides to impose upon you with his readings and his singing jesus christ throttle down there whistlehead nobody wants to fucking hear you belting it out but nobody will tell him because again those guys that's just that's just a gorilla in a man suit really i mean because they got that file they'll tear your balls right off They'll fucking, they're like chimps, they'll just tear you apart, they'll eat your insides, they'll eat your insides, your kidney-shaped kidneys, they'll tear them out and they'll stir their laundry in them. <laughs> I go to the section with the pillows, they're bad, uh, but then you start getting deeper into the pillows, and then there's memory foam, and I pick it up, and like I said, again, you can't give it a real test, you can't put your head on it, you can't sleep on it, you're kind of squeezing it, moving it, and, and, and manipulating it, uh, squeeze, push, pull, it's like taffy. But again, you're not sleeping on it for eight hours. So you can't get a real true test. And also, I don't want a hot pillow. Like, I mean, because it, it, it says it has a cooling uh, shell, outer shell or whatever the fuck. And, but I mean, that just seems, you know what that says to me? The necessity of a cooling outer shell indicates to me that your pillow is a death trap full, filled with hell flame. And, uh, and I can't possibly use it because you felt like encasing it in a sherbet case or whatever the fuck. I can't do that, man. I can't put my head in a fucking possible death. Um... But then I walked around the thing and I said, well, maybe I could do this. And I saw the price tag and it was $70 a pillow. And I went, I'm going to hold off. Thank you. I don't think I need to pay $70 for a coin flip of possible hellscapes. So, uh, but I want the memory foam, I think. I don't know. But then I turned around and there was down pillows like uh, Hayutatsa or some some Norwegian company or whatever the fuck. Um, their pillows are like $175. There was a pillow there for $300. I, I mean... Dude, I mean that that pillow better have a glory hole in it that I can fuck to help me fall asleep. I mean, I, I don't I don't know, three hundred bucks for a pillow? What the fuck, dude? I've talked about this before. When you get money, you don't think about that kind of stuff. You just kind of throw it around. You're like, yeah, I need this, I need that, I need this because you got money. Uh, case in point, when I was writing on shows and I would just go to iTunes and I'd spend a hundred dollars on music I didn't need. I, I dude, I have everything my morning jacket ever recorded, and the, the next note I hear that I like will be the first. I just decided I would go ahead and try to get into my morning jacket. So rather than buy an album or a couple of songs, I bought everything. I bought everything they'd ever done because I knew they hung up with the guys from Pearl Jam. I'm like, well, maybe it's kind of the same thing. No, it is clearly not the same thing. Uh, my morning jacket is if Leonard Skinner met the guy from Deliverance and they all formed a band with Mumford Sons. It's just it's just not it's like a band. There's a band called Grizzly Bear. It's, it's like atmospheric prog rock but with a beard. I mean, I, it's just fucking no good. I don't, I didn't care for my morning jacket. Um, I bought spoon. I'll tell you, I bought all the spoon spoon was spoons catchy. I bought, I bought uh who was it? Phoenix. I bought them who did listomania. I, I bought their stuff, all their stuff one day. Uh, Cause again, I was writing on a show. I, I was, I had unlimited money folks. I'm just dollar bottle bills. Y'all flipping them in the air and buying all these fucking bands that I knew I'd hate later. 
Uh, but I liked I like Phoenix and I still like Spoon. But my morning jacket, they come up in my fucking feed, and I'm just, it, the worst is if it comes up in the shower because then I'm just trapped listening to hillbillies whistle into a zither. Oh Jesus Christ, you fucking idiots! Do me a favor, take your jug with three X's on it, guzzle your moonshine, and pass out in the fucking woods so maybe a bear comes along and bites your face off. Because I don't want to hear you strumming on a ukulele anymore. Put your piccolo away, you fucks. Um. But if you love them, I'm sure they're terrific. I, 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 it's just not for me. It's not for me. I'm finding, you know, like I said, there are certain wheelhouses that I like. So again, oh, dude, I, I, so I told her this. I found a band, uh, again, uh, with the fishing net when I scooped everybody up and I bought all the things and I wasn't sure who I would like and who I wouldn't like. I found a, an album the other day and I'm like, I just threw it in the fucking, before I went to Toronto, I, I threw it in a fucking playlist. I'm like, all right, here's, here's, I'll listen to these guys. We'll see how it happens. Um, and, and so a song came on in the mix and I heard it and I go, this is a really good song. Like, I don't even know who this is. So I took out my iPod and I looked and it was a band called Under the Influence of Giants. And I'm like, I don't even, I don't even fucking know who this is. Like, I got no clue. Uh, sometimes a song will come up and iTunes used to do a song of the week. And either Karen or I would hear the song and we go, well, I like that song and you'd download it. You know what I mean? Because it was a free download of the week. So you'd keep it. And eventually it would come up in your mix and you go, I, oh, I guess it's okay. Maybe you'd go check out their album, whatever the fuck. It was bait to get you to go look at stuff in the store. So uh, Under the Influence of Giants comes on. It's a song. And I'm like, boy, that must have been one of those singles of the week. And I, I kept, you know, I'm, I'm on my flight to Toronto. I had two two flights. I'm in Vegas at the airport, whatever the fuck. Actually, I was flying to Buffalo. And uh, then a, a song comes on on the plane. And I'm like, man, this is a good ass song. Who's this? Under the Influence of Giants. I get to the other airport, another, another song under the influence. I, I go, Jesus Christ. I look, I bought the whole album and then I listen to the whole album. It's fucking great. Like it's wheelhouse for what I like. It's really good stuff. Um, it's kind of like, it's like jellyfish met guided by voices. Was that make sense? I, I don't know. I, whatever. It, it's a, it's, it was good for me. It was exactly what I wanted. So now they're in the rotation. I'm so, I'm so happy to find that, I, that finally on an iTunes expedition, I bought somebody I like, I bought, I bought under the influence of giants. So if I can bring you nothing else from this show, it's that you should not buy the album from the Asperger Asperger's guy who lives upstairs in my building, but please buy the under influence of giants album. It's fucking great. Um, I, I feel there was something else we were talking about. There's something else. It's it's right here. It's right at the tip of my mouth. It's right at the edge of my lips. Hold on. We're going to get low again. Hold on. Ah, uh, yeah. This is the voice that sounds like campfire smoke smells. Enjoy it. Please let this bounce around your head. Right now, you can hear the crackling embers inside your medulla oblongata as I bring you this, the most campfire smoky of voices I could possibly muster. Muster. <clears throat> muster. <laughs> uh... Oh, James Gunn. Fuck. How did I forget that? And so <laughs> I was talking about how they find like old tweets that you do and they fucking destroy you. Even if you're talented, it doesn't matter who you are. Now, look, I'm not excusing people to do garbage things. Louis C.K. did garbage things. Fuck him. Uh, they didn't go after him for a tweet storm. But James Gunn is, for all intents and purposes, to all reports and every, from, from everybody who's worked with him, a gentleman and a good person. However... Uh, back like five years ago, uh, when Twitter was a young in its infancy, when people were doing things to try and get noticed, James Gunn decided he was going to be a shit Lord. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. And he was, uh, he tweeted a bunch of dumb stuff, jokes about pedophilia, jokes about sleeping with kids, jokes about, I mean, j- just, uh, eh, stuff that you hear and you're just like, nah, what you qu- uh, quit trying so hard, quit, 
quit trying so hard. I, I knew what he was doing. Now, look, I didn't know at the time because I didn't have a fucking clue who James Gunn was, and that's the point. Back then, nobody knows who the fuck you are. It's like all these baseball players. who like they, they tweet the N-word out and stuff like that when they're 17, and then somebody comes to them when they're 25 and goes, hey, uh, check out all this stuff that you tweeted back then. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and I will say this. I, I'm not excusing this by any means, but I'm an old person, and I'm trying to understand and I'm trying to understand a generation that that grew up with rap music as their mainstream music, not even pop music like rap and hip hop are like for me when I was a kid, you know, Van Halen, Def Leppard, Zeppelin, the, all those bands, the Beatles, the Stones, rock and roll ruled everything. It was on every radio station. It was what you want, you know, classic rock, KMET. And we had fucking WMET by me and W fucking CKG. All of these stations played classic rock or some variation thereof. So that was what influenced me in my behavior and the way I spoke and the things that I liked. Well, these kids grew up with Jay-Z. They grew up with Tupac. They grew up with Biggie. They grew up with, uh, you know, Common and Nas and, and a, a lot of guys that used the N-word strongly. Eminem, people like that. And so these kids grew up where to them, <laughs> and I, I know this is a weird thing to say, the word doesn't mean to them what it means to me. And also, they figure with the hard R gone, they're safe. They, they think they can communicate that way. So, I, I mean, I tell you, I get, I get people in my car now, and they're, they're, they're young, and they, it, you know, it's, it's not so much guys. Sometimes guys will do it with their young friends, but a lot, a lot of white girls use, use the N-word with the, with the A at the end, and they're talking to one another. And, and I'm just like, I, it's, it's just, to them, it's a conversational, almost like dude, and I know that sounds fucking weird to say, but I'm trying to ascribe some sort of meaning to the fact that so many people use it and want to use it because they, you know, it's used so heavily in pop culture. They think, well, we can use it too, but it's like, no, they don't understand that that word's verboten to, to white people. And they're like, well, why, man? We grew up with it. We've heard it in every fucking movie, every fucking song. Why the, f- why can't we say it? And, and so I can kind of see from that angle why, they're frustrated. And so when they find some 17-year-old kid's tweets when he's now 25 and he's pit, like the pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers or the pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, now, look, if they say, all right, we'll get into that in a second. But, but, but they, use, they use the N-word with the A at the end. And I, it's, I, I hate, look, I hate doing that. I won't lie. I, I, and you know on this show I've actually used the word before because I've, I wrote a joke with the word in there. And I always felt like, just me saying it was, I was just saying the word. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, I wasn't giving any power or import and I wasn't using it in the way that terrible people use it. So I felt that I was okay, but I've learned that maybe it's not the best for, not even, not even maybe it's it. I shouldn't use it because it does offend or bother people. And I, I, I don't, I don't like making that decision. I mean, I personally think that I know how to use language and I, and I know what I'm doing. But I will respect other people who feel that that's kind of a minefield and you shouldn't wade into it. But these young kids, they, they just use it kind of with impunity when they were 17. And then they get older. And everybody goes back to find them from eight years ago. And, hey, man, look at this when you were 17. And, I mean, well, that kid, he grew up listening to, to rap and hip-hop that was, that was mainstream. Snoop, fucking Snoop. Snoop is, Snoop essentially right now, it's like Snoop is the one black dude who they didn't turn into a pussy. Isn't that weird? Like they, they put him in roles like Starsky and Hutch and the Joker's wild, but he still maintained his dangerous edge and he still maintained his coolness. 
Um, like I said, they always take guys like Richard Pryor and these other dudes, like even fucking Kanye. I, I don't know what the hell's going on with Kanye, man. I mean, I, you know, he's 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 a fucking whack job, and and, and that's fine. Um, but 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 he's a guy who's turned himself. And I don't know if it's the Kardashians who did it, but but somehow he's been turned into a, a, a joke, like a, almost a goofy figure. And he was a hero to that community. And, and now he's somehow spun off the fucking planet and I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's gotta be a drag for them. Anyway, who, who fucking cares? The, the point, the point of this whole fucking stupid thing that I started saying is, uh, pillows, get some good pillows for yourself. Uh, no, I, I when they drag up some 17 year old kids, so he grew up listening to that shit. And so they grew up listening to Snoop and they grew up listening to that, that kind of language, ice cube and fucking everybody. And, and those dudes use the word all the time. So these kids wound up talking to themselves like that in suburban white fucking America. And didn't realize the power behind the word because they're fucking young and dumb and they go, well, these guys are using it, so we should be able to use it. And then when they get explained, then, then, then it becomes a, taking a toy away from a baby. Well, no, I want to do it. I want to say it. I mean, I, they say it. Why can't I say it? And then it just turns into a stupid argument. And then you, and then a guy invented Twitter. That's literally what happened. It's like people, they grew up on hip hop and everybody's like, well, I want to use that word. They said, well, you really can't. Well, everybody else used that word. Why can't I use that word? And then Jack heard about this argument and said, why don't I invent Twitter so people can have this fight in perpetuity until the fucking world ends in 40 years? That'd be great. Because that's all Twitter is. Guys arguing about wanting to use the N-word and guys telling them why they can't. It's that and women telling you why they're afraid of men and men telling you you shouldn't be afraid of men, you bitch. And I'm like, whoa, dude. I mean, you just proved her point, you dick. But you can't wade into that either. Like, I mean, I've talked about that before. If you're in person and you see somebody harassing somebody, then by all means, step the fuck in. But on Twitter, man everybody's just, you're just fucking swinging at ghosts. You're just literally everybody in Twitter. All right. Here's what Twitter is. All right. Twitter is if you invited a million people to a party and you blindfolded all of them and you gave every one of them sticks and you told them there was a pinata they had to hit and go, uh, and the pinata would give them untold riches. I mean, like that is so a go at it. Like you've never gone at anything in your life. And that's it. It's blind people swinging at fucking people. They don't even know they can't even see, but they're hurting them and wounding them with all the stuff that they do. And not one person's hit the fucking pinata yet, except Jack who went fucking public and took all the fucking dough. Uh, how did I even spin into this? Oh, fucking James Gunn. So James Gunn writes tweets and people fucking go after him. And, and again, these are dumb. They were dumb jokes. They weren't funny. They were just kind of like, eh, all right. Because again, it's dead. When I was a kid, there were dead baby jokes. There were entire books of dead baby jokes or or filthy, dirty humor or whatever the fuck. We had that shit growing up. And uh, and and it's every generation's going to have it. And so James Gunn tried to he formed his own chapter in the world of dead baby jokes. But he wrote about fucking dead babies and fucking this and that and whatever the fuck. I mean, it's just it was just raw, fucking filthy, dumb humor, even if it wasn't funny to me there. To James Gunn thought it was funny. Other people thought it was funny. It got somebody's attention, whatever. Unfortunately, then he goes on to become a fucking world class director and writer. He makes Guardians of the Galaxy, which makes eight billion dollars. He makes Guardians of the Galaxy, Two, which I hear blows, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but he's still a formidable talent. But then because the culture wars in this country have fucking topped over the apple cart. And so now there's Macintoshes all over the ground and fuck you, Macintosh, you Irish dick. <laughs> Take that. You fucking bastard. Take your green flag and your lucky fucking charms and go back to your country. You hear me? Uh, go back to Belfast McNuggets. Um, 
So anyway, the, the, they, they come after James Gunn because then he tweeted about Trump, what, what a dick Trump was. And then fucking Cernovich and these other idiots, I don't even want to tell you who Cernovich is, Google it if you want to fucking look. And they're like, oh, James Gunn, you were talking about fucking kids. This is what the liberals do. They talk about fucking kids. They think it's hilarious. Oh, wait, but what, Donald Trump can't say. And, they, and then they pretend to be outraged. We've talked about this on other shows. And I know it's, it's, I'm beating a dead horse into the fucking ground, but it's relevant because of James Gunn. Because James Gunn had done good work. And also, he didn't mean the things that he said. Like, if you go after Bill Cosby raped 60 chicks, so go after him. That's fucking, by all means. Louis C.K. jerked off in front of these women. Throw him in the fucking clink. James Gunn made dumb jokes. Sarah Silverman made dumb jokes. Like, I remember when she did the I Love Chinks joke on on fucking Conan. It's a funny joke. It's a really, it's really funny. But then some Asian guys were upset, and, and I completely understand that. You're probably upset that I just used the fucking word, and I, and I get that too. I was just talking about the fucking joke that she made, but I mean, but that's where we're at. I say that this guy gets upset and then he tells 10 friends and they tell a hundred friends. And then all of a sudden there's a fucking March on my job or which, which by the way, good luck. Go ahead and March on my apartment. Cause that's where I work. <laughs> go ahead and come in here and tell my boss what a jag off I am. And I'll get my boss. It's me. And I'll go. Yeah, absolutely. That dude's a jag off. I know that you're not, sorry. I can't let him go. It's a one man operation. If we fire him, we've got nothing going on here. <laughs> um, but that's the thing is everybody just, I, dude, I saw a fucking thing where someone said, stop saying she's pregnant. Start saying they're pregnant because men fall into pregnancy just like women do. I'm like, oh my fucking God. I just, I, I see that. And I want to throw a hand grenade at the people making that shit up. Get fucked. I am. I, I know who you identify as. I know what you are and I'll respect that and be whoever the fuck you want. But when you start pointing and lecturing people at who to be and what to do, but then at the same time, that can apply to the guys who want to use the N word. And they're like, ha ha. Well, so then you're on our side. No, I'm not. Don't use that fucking word. It offends people. I, I mean, it just does. People get upset. They get angry about it. They're saddened by it. And you know what? Just show them. Everybody should have to look at fucking uh, uh, like lynching victims. Show them a picture of the guys getting lynched. Just show them that and just go here. Here's why you can't use that word. Show them the guy at the lunch counter getting salt poured on his fucking head. Show them the fucking dogs and the fire hoses. Show them the 1968, the fucking Watts riots. Fuck. Show them Rodney King. That's why you can't use the fucking word. But inevitably, everybody's they, they pony up. Well, the, the thing is, I'm, I'm using it harmlessly. It's like a slang term. Ah. You know, I have a friend who transitioned. She's the best. And one time I sent her a text and I said, dude, are you around tonight? And uh, and she didn't. She just kind of. And I <laughs> and I immediately like she didn't answer right away. And I wrote her then. And I just went, please know that, you know, I say dude to everybody. I did not mean that. And I apologize. I wasn't trying to, you know, cause I'm, I try to be as hypersensitive to respecting everybody else and letting them be the person they want to be. That's fucking great. Do I understand it a lot of the time? No, but I'll let you be who you want to be. But at the same time, don't tell me that I got to say men are also pregnant. Just like women. Get the fuck out of here. It's biology, man. Can't fucking work that way. I got no uterize. I got no womb. <laughs> that's that's the name of the show. I got no womb. Uh, but James Gunn puts out these terrible tweets, and everybody hates him, and it's and they're all fucking mad. And uh, and then Disney fires him from Guardians of the Galaxy. By the way, when I say everybody hates him, nobody hates him for real. They they pretend. They come out, like I said, the roaches come out. That's what I always describe Twitter. Whenever everybody piles on, like if Pat Oswald says something mean about somebody, the roaches come out. And that's who everybody, they just fucking, it's, you know, I, I talked about it before. It's like the mummy when the scarabs come out and they fucking, they clean all the skin off your bones. And you're just a fucking skeleton, dude. So, uh, so the roaches come out on James Gunn and then Disney fires him. And all the cast members of the movie are like, James is a fucking gentleman. He, he does amazing work. He's kind to all of us. He respects who we are, every race, creed, color, sex, gender, whatever the fuck. 
he was he was making dumb jokes and disney's like nope can't do it they whack him and it, it, <laughs> the the difference is and I, I don't want to get too much into this because again i'm already too much into this quite frankly uh you can look at the difference in this country in in between left and right if there is such a thing anymore but the people who've weaponized fucking pc political correctness whatever the fuck you want to call it they 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 pick and choose their targets all right so like al franken was a senator and then there were some photos of him he was grabbing a girl's boobs and uh and the roaches came out and they they went after al franken get rid of him get rid of him get rid of him we got to fucking get rid of him but uh, even senators are like well this is terrible he needs to go uh and the reason they did it again is because he was a thorn in president trump's side so they knew we got to get rid of this fucking guy and so they did they savaged him and then al franken high roaded it now i'm not defending what he did whatever the fuck he, he did something dumb but uh, he immediately went, all right. He thought about it for like, I think it was 10 days. And then he made arrangements. And then he said, okay, I resign. And he resigned from being a senator. And, uh, and everybody smirked. And then Brett Kavanaugh came along and women said, oh, you know, not only did he, you know, there's no photographs of him grabbing our tits or whatever, but he, um, he sexually assaulted me. And then another girl said he sexually assaulted me. And then it turns out he was a fucking drunk. And he had blackout episodes and his roommate in college would attest to that. All these different people came forward and said these things. And the Republicans basically went, fuck you. All the roaches ignored that. Now, Franken, again, like I said, they came after him for two photographs and they got him out of office. He quit. But these guys came out. But the difference is fucking Republicans dig in. I don't even want to call them Republicans anymore. Conservatives, whatever the fuck. The evangelicals. I don't, I don't, give, I don't know what you want to call them. The Trumpers, whatever, whatever. The fucking deplorables, whatever they want to fucking wear as a badge. They dig the fuck in. And they keep their guy. And then Trump has the balls to go out and say, apologize to Kavanaugh on behalf of Americans. And then he also says at a speech in Minnesota, he goes, you guys had Al Franken. He goes, look at that guy. He quit. He goes, you never quit. You stay and fight. If he cared about this country, he would have stayed and fought. And I'm like, you motherfucker. Because if he stays and fights, then they pretend that uh, Democrats don't care about these issues, don't care about women. They spin it. And they have a full, locked, loaded, fully armed, media outlet in Fox to spin it and an army of people watching it and swallowing all of it, all of it and, and believing it. Now look in this fucking dumb rant that I got into that I didn't want to get into. I'm not defending Democrats. I'm not defending the left. I'm not saying CNN and MSNBC are good. You know me. I fuck everybody. I think it's all pro wrestling and I'm fucking, I don't even follow his. I can't even, I can't even, I follow him, but I can't read his Twitter anymore. I used to wake up in the morning and read his Twitter, but now I know it's just bullshit to make you mad. All it is is pop culture garbage, and he throws it out there about the fucking, you know, about uh, Saturday Night Live or fucking whoever the fuck and NFL. All It's just to rile people up so they don't look at the fact that they are raping this country and stealing everything they can. They are truly, again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and I don't know how people aren't making the analogy more often. He did business with the mob in New York forever. He knows how the mob does business, and this is what he's doing. The one thing he said during his campaign that turned out to be true was, I will run this country like a business. Yes, like a mob business. This is the sporting goods store and the Sopranos that they're banging out and they're stealing everything out the back door and they're going to torch it. That's it. They're, they're running this country where they can grift and steal as much as they fucking can. And then they just, they will burn down the husk when they're finished. They're, they're making it a fucking fiefdom. To, to their interests. And I don't understand how people can't see it. He did a, He did some bullshit thing the other day. Uh, was it the other day or was it today? It might've been even today uh, where he got into it with, he was, he gave an interview to a woman named Olivia Nuzzi, who's uh, for New York magazine. 
And he's talking to her and he's giving, it's a bullshit speech. And he brings in Mike Pence and they, they put on a big fucking dog and pony show to try to trick her into being, giving her, giving them, you know, uh, coverage that was, that was, uh, favorable. And in the, in the column, she, you know, she's writing about it. And then at the end, he, she asks him a question. He goes, he interrupts her and he goes, speak up. You know, you talk very softly. Did anyone ever tell you to speak very softly? And uh, everybody sees that because they're like, oh, it was so creepy. It gave me the creeps when he said that to her. It was very, it was like Hannibal Lecter or something when he, and he talked to Clarice. It was so creepy. And no, it's not fucking creepy. It's a fucking tactic. And he's used it fucking forever. One time, Larry King was interviewing him and Larry King was starting to press him on something he didn't want to talk about. And he told Larry King he had bad breath on a live interview on CNN. Oh, Larry. Oh, your breath. You know, you really need to, you need to some, a piece of gum or something. You need a mint. Like, because it's a way to control the narrative and stop it and put the other person on the defensive. It's, it's a trick. And he does it all the fucking time and they let him get away with it because they defer or they go, you know, because you're tricked into defending yourself. It's like if you come up to somebody with a, with a, just, uh, your boss and you have a, a real grievance about the way things are going in department and he goes, you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about your ties. Your ties are awful. You got to wear better ties. Well, now the argument isn't more about what has been going on in your department. It's about the fact that you wear stupid ties and a guy in a position of power has made you feel inferior and now you have to defend yourself in your selection of ties or you have to think about the fact that you better get some new ties because you're a good person and he's a shitbag who's just trying to fucking control things. And this is what he fucking does. God, did I not want to go here? I absolutely did not want to go here. Fuck. So anyway, James Gunn, he, uh, they came for him. The roaches came for him and he lost his gig. But now, now finally someone has wisened up and given him a job. And I should tell you, like I said, I was, I was already saying the entire cast of guardians of the galaxy defended him. They said, we love this guy and we don't want to do another movie without him. But Disney still fired him. And now DC rival comics, movie entrepreneurs, whatever the fuck DC has hired him to write and direct the new suicide squad which had Joker and, uh, you know, fucking Harley Quinn and everybody else in it. And, uh, and Jesus Christ, it's literally, that is their guardians of the galaxy. They couldn't have picked a better fucking guy, even if he did fuck up guardians too. And, and I, I loved it. And again, I saw people tried the roaches came out on Twitter and they went, Oh, way to go DC way to go. Warner brothers. You're going to reward a pedophile, blah, blah, because they, that's the thing. They make the leap from guy who made bad jokes to pedophile because he made jokes about pedophilia. And so when you throw that word, when you throw racist, when you throw anything, it, 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 it infinitely changes the, the discussion immediately. Uh, then you're on your heels defending yourself from pedophilia or racism or whatever the fuck that's. It's a tactic. It's all a tactic. This whole fucking country, this whole thing's a tactic. And, and it's, it, it, I can't anymore. I can't, I'm over it. This is why I need good pillows <laughs> because I'm going to buy the good pillows and I'm going to hide in my grown up apartment and I'm going to sleep for the next 40 years until the sun consumes this entire fucking shit ball of a planet. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you want to be my friend after I just called this a shitball of a planet? Uh, look, I have hope somewhat, sort of. I like things. Like I said, I'm going to have friends over to have, to have pork chops and watch movies. That's a bleak note to close this show on. Uh, you guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. I'm at Snapchat and Instagram. Did you know that? You do know You know it now. I'm at Snapchat and Instagram, and that's uh, where I am. Uh, I'm, I'm the dude who's, uh, at Mike four O Y O B Snapchat and Instagram Snapchat says photos, real quick photos. So if you say, Hey Mike, we want to see your left hand. Uh, you know, we could play twister. If you want to play twister via Snapchat, we can just say left hand blue. I'll take a photo of it. Send it to you. I'll send you right hand green. Look at the fun we're having over Snapchat folks. I'm, I just invented Snapchat fucking twister. I didn't say, did I say Twitter? I might've said Twitter. Let's play Snapchat twister. 
Mike four zero Y O B is who I am. Uh, and I'm there on Instagram too. I'm Mike four zero Y O B. Check me out there. I'm the best. Uh, I'm not really the best, but I'm there. So go ahead and follow me and be my friend and send me a photo. Why wouldn't you do that? It would be a great thing. Uh, our friend Ryan Dirks does all of the web stuff for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Go be his friend and tell him he's great because he is great. I might not be, but he is totally great. Giovanni Giorgio Peluso does all of the cool ass web stuff for this show. You can find him and tell him he's also super cool. He's at facebook.com slash Giovanni Giorgio Peluso. Find him and say he's the best. And, uh, you can also find his other podcasts and he's got, he's got a YouTube channel called the love between two hosts. Uh, go ahead and find that. And also he does the get it on podcast, the, the G I O get it on podcast and all the love line stuff. He does. He burnishes and brushes up and restores and saves all the old love line stuff. So please get that into your rotation and listen to it because it's the greatest. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to fuck. I'm not going to break this. This is not a breaking show. No, it is a break. What the fuck? I'll have to break. Um, I should break. <laughs> you know, I, I, got things, I got things to do, folks. I'm going to break. Uh, should I break? Uh, why am I asking you? Of course, you're telling me not to break. Give me something to break. Let's do that. How about your fucking face? Uh, <laughs> our friend David Mex Hernandez does all of the cool ass artwork and stuff for this show. He is, he's available at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Oh, first of all, be his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. Uh, he does all the artwork and the music for the show. Go thank him via Facebook. But if you want to buy artwork from him, you can go to artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. He does, he's got Valscapes. He's got Gaikons, pieces already existing that are for sale. Uh, and, and on the other side, I'll tell you a little bit about a YouTube video with some Joker stuff that he did that uh, he may or may not have if you're interested in grabbing some of that stuff. Um, Mike, I, should I tell you now? Yeah, I'll just, I can tell you now. We have a YouTube channel. Yeah, I'll just tell you this now. I should have told you this earlier. We have a YouTube channel, you know, the 40-year-old boy YouTube channel, and our friend Gio was the guy who helped me build all that, and by helped, I mean he did it all while I, t- I talked and sent him stuff, uh, and Max sent him stuff and artwork and whatever, but now we've been branching out a little bit. You know, we do, we have the shows, and then we have uh, other things there at the 40-year-old boy channel. The live streams, certainly. Uh, I've got one coming up tomorrow, which will be fun, but um, not that it matters because you're going to hear this on Thursday, <laughs> but I got one tomorrow, which is great. And, uh, but David, uh, I, I listened to the Joker show I did a couple of weeks ago and I thought to myself, you know what? I think there's something here. Like, I think I would like to try to get some traction with this and get people listening to it. And, and maybe there's a way I can do it. Cause I'm thinking about doing standalone YouTube stuff anyway. So I invented a thing. We, we came up with this idea for a thing called the 40 year old boy standalone sting because uh, playing, you know, it's uh, with the bees uh, in my head and I took uh, the Joker chunks, we edited them together and then I gave them to David and he made uh, a movie out of it by adding all of his Joker artwork. It is available now at the 40 year old boy YouTube channel. If you have not seen it, please check it out. And if you haven't already, please share it with friends or people or anybody, you know, who likes comic books or Batman, because, uh, because I think, I think, I think it's fucking great. I mean, I, I love Mex's artwork and the way he put it together. It's fantastic. And, uh, and I'm insightful and funny and I, and I'm, I'm, breaking down exactly what I do and don't like about Joker's past and present. And it's really fucking cool and interesting in my opinion. And I, it's only made that much better by David's artwork and the pacing of it. And then uh, there's a nice button at the end of the video. So please go check that out. The YouTube channel, the 40 year old boy, YouTube channel. I just go to YouTube and put in Mike Schmidt comedy or, or, or 40 year old boy. And I will come right up. You go to the channel. We got all these old podcasts on there. We got old stand up clips of me, but there's all sorts of stuff out there. And then subscribe, man. If you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, this would be a good time to do that. I would appreciate it. 
and get yourself involved in seeing things that are coming forward because I might start going through the old archives and pulling out standalone stings from other shows and maybe Mexicans do something with those and uh, who knows. But we have plans. We got things that we want to do. So please go check out the 40-Year-Old Boy YouTube channel. And uh, remember, you'll see the artwork on there and there may be some of that uh, artwork available from David. You got to contact him though. And the place you can do that is at artbydmh.com. That's A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H dot com. Mafia give you I Will Survive. You'll be awake all night surfing this super 70 soundscape of the 40-year-old boy's worst nightmare. In the summertime when the weather is hot, pack up all your stuff and throw it right outside. Cause you know it's rough. You got bad bugs, you got bad bugs on your stuff. You got one, maybe two, just enough to piss off racist Lou. like Tavares, C.W. McCall, Edison Lighthouse, Bill Conti, and even the Fat Boys. We're not doing the Fat Boys. Jonathan Edwards. Get some DDT. He's got the big bugs. Get some DDT. Little Schmitty's gotta get some DDT. He's got the big bugs. Get some DDT. Little Schmitty's gotta get some DDT. He's got the big bugs. Get some DDT. Little Schmitty's gotta
lady takes a little shmitty Go to sleep in the front room all day long I gotta get Mike and Karen had a real nice bed Owned the thing since before they wed Then the bed bugs came to play Now the bed's getting thrown away Oh bed bugs Another story where Mike cried Oh bed bugs Another story where Mike cried So, I owe you guys an explanation. <laughs> uh, first, let me apologize for the fact that you're hearing this show on a fucking Thursday. If you're even hearing it on Thursday, you may be hearing it later, of course. I was late uh, in getting this show out. I, you know, it's funny. Uh, on, I said I need to take a break, and then I wasn't going to take a break, and I was just going to finish the show. Here's why, and I'll explain. And I, uh, I know you're like, well, Mike, you don't have to whatever apologize. We get it. I owe you an apology, and, and I need to tell you exactly what just happened. Um, nothing serious, but I have Patreon subscribers that I answer to now, and I have you guys who support the show. Um, uh, you're, I'm recording this on Thursday right now, this part, and that's why you're not uh, hearing. The, well, you may be hearing the show tonight. I don't know. Um, here's what happened. I, I, I've been rushing to try and stack stockpile a lot of money and make bonuses and things like that in driving, and I hate I mean, I really, really hate when driving infringes on this because this is my job. This is my life. This is my career. This is the thing I want to do. But driving is an easy way for me to try to stockpile some cash. And I'm paying, like I said, I'm trying to pay off the IRS quickly because I still have to file two more years of taxes. And I know those bills are going to be prohibitive. I have to pay my accountant. Um, and then I just got to live. You know what I mean? I, I And I know you're like, oh, well, you live, uh, look at you paying a trainer. I, I get that. I had to pay my trainer. I got to pay Shannon. Uh, I had my cleaning ladies came, uh, come today and, uh, and, and, and then fucking clean the apartment. Um, because I, whatever. So the, the point is I, I needed to make money last night. So I, I recorded or not even last night. That's fucking Tuesday. I recorded that show on Tuesday and then I, uh, I went out to drive and then, uh, I, I drove late. And then yesterday I got caught up and, and, the, and I, I went up sleeping late. I went to the gym. Uh, and then I, I wound up coming home and I did a live stream. And then I went out to drive after the live stream and I figured I would come home and I would, because I, I was trying to hit a bonus so I didn't have to work today, Thursday. Uh, Cause I still have to go pick up furniture. I get a bunch, I get, a, I have a lot of things that are colliding. And I, so I apologize. I, I went last night and I drove after the live stream and uh, I drove until I didn't get home until 2:45 AM, but I wound up hitting my numbers, which was great. Cause I could be off today. And then I came to my desk and I started to set it up and I, I'm not kidding. I leaned back in my chair and I closed my eyes. And, uh, and I, I woke up in a haze. I don't even know what time it was. And I, I, 
I woke up not even thinking, well, I got to do the show. I just woke up and said, oh man, I'm asleep at my desk. I go to bed. I, I just, I fried my brain by sleeping and I wandered in and I went to sleep and, uh, my, <laughs> my cleaning people were coming at 11 o'clock AM on Thursday. So I wake up and it's 1045. So I don't even have time to record the show in the morning. And then it dawns on me because normally Thursday I'll pick up my phone and I've got a bunch of notifications from people. And it was this slow thing where I woke up and went, oh no, the girls are coming. Oh no, I get a shower before they get here. Oh no. Oh no. The fucking show. Like it was this. And you're not an afterthought. I don't, I don't want you to think that. And none of this show is not an afterthought. This is my career. This is what I do. But I was just so zombified last night when I came home because I've been getting up early to go to the gym and then driving, you know, and, and it's, it's my own fault. So I apologize to you. I am sorry about that. Uh, so last night I wound up, like I said, I crashed and I just fucking half asleep, wandered to bed, got up this morning just in time to take a fast shower and let the girls in to clean. And now we're recording on Thursday afternoon. And uh, at least this part. So um, so thank you for your indulgence. I do apologize for being a day late. And it, I, I will try to make sure it won't happen again. Next week I'm recording in San Francisco. So the show obviously won't be late. Um, but but going forward again, like please, please know the priority you guys have. I hope you know that. And I've been, I've been doing this 11 years. This is I consider this my job, my life, my career. It's just unfortunately, sometimes you've got to color in the lines with with another crayon, and that crayon is my car, and I, I needed to drive and try to do what I could to be off today. And it was a good idea. It was a good thought. It's just that I got caught up in the in the late night, sleeping late, and I don't I don't want I'm trying to change. Again, I'm trying to be in bed by two and up by ten. Well, when you get home at two forty five and then you're fried and you can't get to bed till four fifteen, you don't sleep, you don't I mean it's just this thing, and then you get up and go to the gym at ten again. Uh you know, you wind up uh, so it was, a, it was that kind of a week. I was doing a lot of uh I'm behind the eight ball a little bit, I'm behind it. So I'm just chasing. So I, I I'm chasing this week and I'm back. And uh, it won't happen going forward. I will do my best to try to make sure that it does not. But uh, it was so funny. I did the live stream last night and I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll, I said, and I even said after the live stream, I go, maybe I record this now, bust out the show and then go drive. And I went, nah, you know, you only have to do a certain amount of rides. Go get those quick. You'll be done by midnight. And it was just super slow yesterday, super slow Tuesday. Tuesday, I got three rides in three and a half hours, which makes no fucking sense. Um, and then last night, I, I so I went up last night having to do 10 rides, which normally could be f- done in five hours. Uh, and, and so, or it's it sh- actually, it should be done in four, but I, I got out the door last night at nine o'clock after the live stream. And then I was out, like I said, I didn't get home until two forty-five. you, you don't, whatever. So I've, I belabored the point. I do apologize. And the show is late and I'm sorry about that. And hopefully going forward, it won't be late again. Uh, we've got sponsors. People sponsored the show. I don't know if they will anymore after it came out fucking late. I have no idea. Uh, but our friend fearful Jesuit and the paranoid strain podcast, which is available in the iTunes store. You can go check it out right now. Please download it because it's fantastic stuff. Uh, you know, I've been telling you about the QAnon episode and now he's put in a second 9-11 episode. Now I have not listened to the second 9-11 episode. He's going to kill me next week when he sees me, but I will have listened to it by then, of course. But, uh, but it's, it's hard to do in the car and I've been in the car quite a bit and the show, you know, it's a good, it's almost an hour and a half, two hour show that he puts out and it's a great show. But, uh, it's weird enough getting people in the car without without exposing them to 9-11 conspiracies. That seems a little fucking strange. It's an entertaining show. And it's completely well done. But it's weird enough when they get in the car and I've got Dragnet going and everybody fucks and makes a sour face. And I go, look, you don't have to listen to this if you don't want to. And then I get to listen to Drake 10 times in a row, which is fine. Um, but I will tell you this. I had two, the two really funny things happen in the car. Uh, the other day, Mex came up in my shuffle. I had my iPod on. And it was the bed bug song. He did the montage, the bed bug montage. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll throw that in. I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in as the break song. You'll, you'll hear it. Um, but that's this song. You'll hear the, the bed bug song you just heard came up in shuffle and it was playing in the car. And I was, I didn't care. I was like letting it play. And there's a couple in the back seat. And after like a minute and a half, finally they go, 
who is the Mexican? Because that's what it says on the screen. I go, oh, it's a buddy of mine. And they're like, is this, what is this song? It sounds like, it sounds like a bunch of other songs. I go, yeah, it's a combination. I go, and I said, it's, I go, there's a long story and a short story. And they go, well, we're, we're almost out in like a mile. So just, t-. I go, no, no, all right, it's a short story. Uh, I have a show. My friend does all the music for it. And uh, I, there was a topic. I go, I end up getting bed bugs at my house. And he basically made this song about, it's, which is 40 songs about me having bed bugs. And they're like, turn it up. So I turned it up and they listened to the end of it. And they actually sat in the car to, to hear the end. And they're like, is there anywhere we can buy that? I'm like, you really can't. I'm sorry. Um, I said, you can listen to the podcast. And I gave them the 40-year-old boy channel and stuff. So my favorite part is them sorting through 11 years trying to find the song. So if somehow they listen to this episode, uh, they'll hear it as the break song. They'll hear it and they'll know exactly what it was. And then I'm sure they'll dub it and they'll rip it and they'll put it in their own iPod. And the Mexican is infecting Southern California. Uh, So that happened. But then also I was in the car (laughs) and in my shuffle, songs are playing. And, uh, you know, there, I love those like Tarantino drops from his album where it'll be, uh, you know, Stuntman Mike. Who's Stuntman Mike? He's a stuntman. And, and then a song will play. Now, on the soundtrack albums, the next song in the soundtrack plays. But with Shuffle, you never know what you're going to get, you know. So, uh, so in the Shuffle, a song ended and all of a sudden you heard me. And I said, look, it's just opinions, folks. It's just a show. I like Van Halen and I like Tom Cruise. Oh my God. You know what I would love if Tom Cruise bait bass and Van Halen. Oh my God. And then Lily laughs. And then I go, uh, Jesus, how many tickets do I buy to that show? And then it ends. And the first piano notes of Mandy by Barry Manilow kicked in. And there's someone in the car. I think they're more offended to hear that Mandy started, but it was again, I had, cause I had the radio turned up. You could hear the songs and it, uh, the song finished and, uh, it was actually, uh, personal Jesus by Depeche mode ended. And then my voice went, you know, uh, it's just opinions, folks. And, and they had already talked to me, so they knew it was my fucking voice. And then it sounds like I'm sneaking myself in for my own jokes, whatever. But it just came up and shuffled. Nothing I could do about it. Oh, man, what if Tom Cruise played bass in Van Halen? How many tickets do I have to buy to that fucking show? And, and I could see him in the mirror just make a face. And then ding, 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 the piano for Mandy. Ah, we have fun in my car, folks. Until we come home and we fall asleep on a fucking desk and we derelict our duties. So anyway... Our good friend Fearful Jesuit does the amazing Paranoid Strain podcast available in the iTunes store. Download it now. Subscribe, please. Listen to it. Uh, write him a note. Tell him that you heard the show because we told him uh, to, to. We told you to listen to it because he'll, he'll think we're hitters and he'll be excited to still do business with this show. He won't kick me out of the compound next week when I go visit him for a couple of days and record at his place. Um, fascinating stuff as always. Uh, like I said, I, I heard the QAnon show back and forth, but I, I have not listened to the the nine eleven, the second part of the nine eleven show. But as I've mentioned, he saw it. I mean, Fearful Jesuit was in New York and he saw the towers come down and he had friends and involved. And, and so he's, if anybody is uniquely qualified to speak to the experience, it's someone who was there and someone with the talent to convey exactly what they saw and to debunk whatever myths you might hear that are in play. Uh, it's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit. So please download this new episode about nine 11. It's the second part of a two parter and download all of them. Listen to all of them. If you haven't listened yet, please subscribe to him in, in iTunes and uh, write him a note, write him a review in the iTunes store, mentioning our podcast saying we sent you and that you love the show. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I want to thank you. Of course, if you're on Patreon, you know, we have a Patreon page and I, I just delivered a fucking apology to all of you people, uh, especially uh, anybody, you know, you expect better of me and I get that. I apologize. Whatever the fuck I've apologized a million times. The point I was going to say here though, is uh, be a patron. If you want to go be a patron at the Patreon page, go ahead and subscribe, please at uh, uh, patreon.com and I'm Mike 40 YOB on there. Just put in Mike Schmidt Patreon. It'll come up. 
And uh, so please subscribe and and do that. And I want to thank Matthew Henshaw, who's a great friend of this show. He's come to see me in Cincinnati, and and I believe he saw me elsewhere. I don't I'm not I don't want to go uh, too deep into it. But uh, Matthew, uh, he was already a Patreon subscriber, and he upped his subscription to a to a. Uh, an unbelievably generous amount. And I can't thank him enough for that. So thank you, Matthew, for stepping up to the plate and making that happen. And thank you for also being a a presence on the live streams. I mean, I, I've been doing the live streams weekly and people have been showing up and it's a a lot of the same people are coming in, but we're also getting some new people. That makes me happy. Uh, So because of the YouTube channel, we've got that. We we debuted the webcam last night, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I can tell you that because it's Thursday. Fuck. Uh, um, But we debuted the webcam. It looked really good. I was very proud of it, very excited and happy to have people on board. And that, that live stream is, is uh, archived over at the YouTube channel I told you about earlier. You can watch all the old live streams, whatever the fuck you want to do, go ahead and tune in. That's fantastic. But become a patron of Patreon. And, uh, and then, you know what? Maybe I won't have to drive. If I can get like 15 more of you given a certain amount of cash, then I can maybe, maybe I don't have to drive. Maybe I can get you guys on board and, and, and making it work. So thank you. I appreciate everybody for thinking of me and the show and becoming patrons at Patreon. You make this show go and I do appreciate it very, very much. Um, remember, I'm at a cameo. And uh, if you download the Cameo app, I'll go ahead and shout at your family members for a certain amount of money, or I'll just tell them that you love them, whatever the fuck you want me to do. Go ahead and get me on board, and I'm happy to do it. If you want to be a Lyft driver, use my code, and this is all caps, Mike720057, M-I-K-E-720057. If you want to be an Uber driver, use my code, and this is all lowercase, D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. That's D-J-Z-W-1-Y-T-T-U-E. So uh, go ahead and become that. And it's also if you're a first time writer, if you use my code as a first time writer, that's that really helps you out because they'll go ahead and uh, they'll take care of you as a as a as a writer. I get some money. It's they take it's perfect. It works out great. So please use those codes. Make those happen. Make everybody happy. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, we have the well, Mike Schmidt comedy dot com. We go that we got the Web page. Of course, we tell you about. Go ahead and check that out uh, and go to the Joe business page. We have stuff for sale as always, but uh, it's all live stuff and past stuff. You probably all you have all that stuff. I would imagine we don't have any shirts yet. We're still brainstorming and thinking about those. Uh, but the important thing is the Amazon link is there. If you go ahead and use the Amazon link, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. It costs you nothing more, nothing extra. All you do is click on that link and, uh, and then you shop away. And it doesn't, like I said, we just get a taste of whatever you buy. It works out perfectly. All it takes you is the five seconds to get to the Joe business page. Click on the Amazon link. You're in Amazon. You're buying things with our code. And it really helps out the show very much. Thank you so much for thinking of us. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. Let's all make sure that Jeff Bezos is a happy man, shall we? Let's all make sure he gets all the money in the world. Let's go ahead and give him every fucking dollar we could possibly give him to make sure that he's on top for the rest of his days. We need Bezos. Bezos needs us. We are Bezos. Bezos. Uh, if they don't use that in a commercial, I will be furious. I, I just, that was, that was pure Mike Schmidt off the top of the old head, right off the old noggin that just came out. We are Bezos. Bezos. Uh, oh, and I'll tell you, you know what? I'll do this. Somebody on the live stream last night asked me if I was voting for the rock and roll hall of fame and I, all the nominees, uh, I did cast a vote. I, I don't, uh, I will never tell you how to vote. I'll tell you who I voted for. There's a ton of nominees. I think, I think like 15 of these people could get in, you know? And, and also there's another fucking 500 people. They didn't nominate that should get into the goddamn thing. I, and, and they'll get to them eventually. I understand. It's just, it's the rock and roll hall of fame. It's politics. And, you know, Steve Miller exposed a lot of it when he got in it with the black keys a couple of years ago. And, 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 and you know, a lot of these people see this as an honor. A lot of people see it as a goof because also rock and roll. It, it wasn't about 
halls of fame. It was about fucking drugs and pussy and, and, and making crazy shit happen and mud sharks and fucking setting fire to hotel rooms and throwing TVs out the window and shit like that. And now you're mad. You didn't get a plaque on a wall in Cleveland. It seems a little strange, but at the same time, I recognize it because you're, when you see somebody go in who you're like, they got in what the fuck? I mean, that's, that's pure stand up comedy, green room, back of the fucking house talk. When you're like, how the fuck are they laughing at this shit? How the fuck is this guy? Good. Uh, I recognize that feel. So if you're, if you're the guys in fucking, uh, if you're Pat Benatar for one, who Pat reminded me, isn't even nominated. You're, you're sitting there and you're just like, how the fuck are the, are, are the zombies nominated? And I'm not, and, and maybe she's not like that. I don't know, but, but you have to think to yourself, Jesus Christ, this doesn't make any sense. So who did I vote for? I know you want to know. I know you're thinking to yourself, well, who does Mike vote for? So we know exactly who to vote for. Well, you don't need to know who to vote for. I am telling you, you can do your own thing. Uh, but I voted, you vote for five bands and I voted for Janet Jackson, Todd Rundgren, Devo, Kraftwerk, and The Cure. That's who it was. I voted for Janet Jackson, Todd Rundgren, Devo, Kraftwerk, The Cure. I think Kraftwerk uh, was the was the the seed from which all K rock type music sprouted. Without if you don't if you don't have Kraftwerk, you don't have Depeche Mode, and you certainly and you don't have The Cure, in my opinion. Kraftwerk should be in as a pioneer band, if anything. Uh, Janet is Janet, of course. And now you're going to be like, well, she's not rock and roll. Shut up. I mean, she's been fucking amazing for 30 years. Uh, Rundgren, that's not, that's a no brainer. That guy should have been in for I mean, literally you could put him in for his production, his production work. You can put him in for his solo work. You can put him in for the utopia work, whatever the fuck Todd Rundgren's a, a multi faceted threat. He should just go in for everything. Uh, and the cure has had longevity and hits. And also I think they changed uh, their genre of music, you know, they were able to make moodiness accessible and, and bring it to a pop sensibility. And I think that was brilliant. And, uh, and Devo's just fucking Devo. They got cool hats, put them in motherfuckers <laughs> there. They were a band that took the sensibility of, of that, uh, new wave English feel and they Americanized it and they, and it's just awesome stuff. So, I mean, it's like Devo's almost like, and I, I shudder to say this an American craft work. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean in their influence. Well, maybe I mean in their influence, not in their quality of work. It's just, it's different. It's, it, but, but same. So I, I would say Devo is an American craft work. I, I'm going to go that, that route. I'm going to say Devo is an American craft work and I'll be booed out of the stadium. Certainly. And you vote for who you want to vote for. You know, I, I, will, I will tell you this though. I voted for Rufus, not Chaka Khan. Don't want her in there, but Rufus. Absolutely. I think Rufus definitely belongs, but no, thank you. Chaka. Take a fucking walk. Let's Rufusize this motherfucker. That's what I said. You know, I started to say this in the beginning of the show and I'll bring it to you now. Uh, did you, do I sound any different? Do I sound better? Do I sound richer? Do I sound like I have more timber? Was my AMSR, was my campfire smoke voice on point for you guys? I hope it was because here's what happened. Here's what I've done. Here's the thing uh, that I'm told to do. Our friend Giovanni, 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 Giorgio Peluso, all those names. He said to me, he goes, you know, uh, when we were doing the live stream tests on the new webcam, he's like, hey, show me how you're talking to your microphone. So I did. And he goes, because I always fret about spit noises and stuff like that all the time. And he's like, you're talking into your microphone wrong. I go, dude, I've been an entertainer for 27 fucking years. I know how to talk into a microphone. He goes, no, not, not, he goes, I'm not questioning that, but these microphones are built a different way. You have to turn it kind of uh, counterclockwise one quarter turn. And I, and he's watching me on a webcam. So I turned, he's like, no, yes, no, no, yes, yes. It's this fucking, you know, it's like if somebody was on a FaceTime trying to tell you, hang a painting, they can't see what your wall really looks like. So 
finally I got what he meant. And he, he told me, he's like, so we did verbal tests. I did tests with the microphone and uh, God damn, if he wasn't right, I, I was talking directly into the, uh, and uh, here was his analogy. So I'm going to use it. Why not on the air? He kept telling me it's like a cock. You want to talk into the side of the cock, the shaft. You don't want to talk into the head. And I kept saying to him, you got to think of a better analogy. Like, can't you go with a banana or, or anything like that? A fucking broomstick, whatever. And he's like, I know it's weird because that's the only thing I could think of at this time. And I'm like, of course, cause you're fucking cock drunk. But, um, but you know what? It works as an analogy for you guys uh, unseen. I used to keep it pointing directly. It's like, all right, I'll use a baseball bat because I'm a, I'm a grown man. Uh, if you had the barrel of the bat, the top of it, the top of the bat, you know where they screw uh, in and they put in the cork. If you were talking into the top of the bat, that's what I was doing. But instead, you're supposed to turn the bat to the side and speak into the trademark or into the signature of the of the guy batting. So like corn on the cob, you, you know, you're, if you don't talk into the top of the cob, you, if you, you bite the corn, you're talking to where you bite the corn. I don't know if any of this makes any sense. And I don't even know if it made any improvements. I have no fucking clue. I mean, you could be listening now and going, Mike, wait, you sound exactly the fucking same way you sound every week. We can't hear you because we're drowning in spit. We're actually going ahead and drying out our ears because you can't stop fucking <laughs> expectorating into our goddamn heads. And I understand that. Uh, but at the same time, Gio was like, Hey, you should do this. And now I've done it. And the red lines fit and the blue lines fit. And I think I sound better. And I hope I sound better because, uh, and, and look, by the way, this is a Thursday record. I might've sounded a lot better. on I was doing this on Wednesday. You know what I should have done? Fuck. This is what I should have done. When I recorded the show on Tuesday, I should have recorded that whole chunk like this with the sideway mic. And then I should have turned it around and gone and talked into the head of the cock on this one. And then you'd be like, Oh, we can actually hear a difference. Maybe it's one way or the other way. I could actually have like a taste test. I could actually like a fucking Folgers crystals. I could ask you guys to tell me, well, is which is better is it this one or this one better or worse better or worse better or worse better or worse better Come to a throne if you're not gonna suck a dick. Hey.